0: Welcome in to another Midnight Edition of Sportball. I'm your boy, Sam, surrounded by darkness. With me, as always, our Kyle and Seth. Boys, how we do today? I've been better. (laughs) I feel great. (laughs) (laughs) I'm right in the middle. We got it all covered. Did you win? In church basketball? Yeah. Yeah, I won. Nice.
1: Just you. Good best of five
0: three two. No worries. game winning three obviously. uh so we have a lot to talk about in the NBA playoffs, boys. That's why we come together today we don't come together just to see each other. we don't even like each other that much. We came together to talk basketball, okay. So the playoffs are in full swing and it reached the conference finals. Some of the most exciting time of the year, I'd say, right? It's good to be here. Final four teams. Lakers, nuggets. Celtics, Heat, same Final Four as the bubble, our listeners might remember, to many have lambasted as not real and doesn't count. Well,
2: I think those people have been
0: proven wrong, right?
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't think any of us were ever kind of giving much voice to such foolishness.
0: If anything, I feel the bubble was more pure basketball than anything else, right, Kyle? I mean, no distractions, just yeah. ball.
1: That's all it was. <clears throat> quiet, quiet stadiums. Teams back in teams. That's it. Yeah. Um, pure. The only thing uh, we <laughs> didn't have was a, a milk crate as a hoop. Yeah. The, what
0: we also had was Marv Albert eating out the microphone. So, oh that my was God!
1: Don't majority. even remind me. <laughs> <laughs> Um, though I'd like to run it back possibly (laughs) Uh, all right
0: so the conference finals in the east Seth your precious precious Celtics facing off against the heat Um, game one just happened I haven't watched a second of it yet I'm planning on rewatching some of the recording later but um, the heat with the closest victory Um, Seth you said you felt offline you were saying you felt your team played okay until the third quarter and then got outscored and then just some done turnovers down the stretch.
2: Yeah. I mean, we, we outscored them in, in each quarter besides the third, uh, but they beat us 46 to 25 in the third. So, you know, they just really couldn't miss Uh, overall. They shot 51% from three and they shot 31 of them. And Celtics were at 34%. So, I mean, it's one of those games where you can kind of look in the box score and figure out what happens. There was a stretch at the end of the fourth, like kind of between the five and two-minute mark where like neither team could score at all. And I thought that was the time when the Celtics could have pulled back in it and then kind of stolen the game but we also couldn't make any shots. And then the announcers kept talking about they need to get the ball. to Jason Tatum. Tatum hasn't been touching the ball, hasn't been touching the ball. And then they do. And he gets like three straight turnovers. So it was just Whoa. a rough, rough game overall. Yeah. Um, you know, first half was okay, but I think we kind of lost steam. Our, our defense fell apart in the third quarter and they were making threes. Um but I, I think overall, considering it was a loss, I'm not too devastated because I think it's fixable things and things that variance will most likely uh, reverse.
0: Yeah, I, I'm coming off a of game seven is always hard to, you know, the other team has much more rest than you. Um, more tired legs for your your Celtics, Seth. Um, there's a long-standing trend that teams in game one after coming off a seven-game series, you know, almost always don't cover the spread and often don't win outright. Um, So perhaps not too surprising that you dropped the first one. Um, And especially with the Celtics, there's a lot of three-point variance, right? So like you said, you can often look at the box score and, you know, if the Heat are are making – you know, 1.5 times the number of threes you're making, it's going to be a tough day out there. Kyle, what did you see out there? Um, did you did you like what you saw
1: on the Heat side of things? I mean, I loved what I saw. I feel like you guys are talking. Uh, the Celtics blew it themselves. The Heat had a lucky night, that's what it sounds like. And Sure, they shot well from the three-point, you know, but they had a great game all around, both sides of the floor. I mean, Jimmy had six steals himself. Um, offensively uh, well offensively and defensively BAM was huge as well um, I think that was one of the big things that changed in the second half was the Celtics had a lot of points in the paint Rob was kind of going to work in the first half um, I feel like and the second half the adjustments that came in the heat really shut down um, letting Boston get points in the paint to kind of forced them to to take more threes and to take more mid-ranges so Um, Again, just a master class by Spolstra in terms of in-game adjustments, I feel like. Um, Massive, massive night from Jimmy. Uh, The Struess was loose in the third quarter, that's for sure. He scored 13 of his 15 points that quarter. Um, And like I said, Bam, when I started watching the game early in the first half, he was really, uh, really aggressive offensively. And I feel like that really set a tone early on for the rest of the heat and it just rolled from there even when they were down what was it nine at um at the half they just came out with the ferocity in the second half that you know it it didn't seem like boston had I, I,
2: i agree with all of that i think i don't think it was like a lucky victory no i know i think it was just there definitely were some adjustments that the Heat made that made it tough for the Celtics, but I don't think it was at a game where I was like, oh my God, what are we supposed to do? Or like yeah. they have an answer for everything that we're throwing at them. Um, so that's why I'm more yeah. encouraged than some other losses. So did
0: you enjoy the Peyton Pritchard minutes tonight? Or would you like to excise those going forward? I'd noticed yeah. he's, he was zero, zero and one in 11 minutes.
2: Yeah, it's interesting Joe's choice to throw Pritchard into those minutes and then Grant Williams gets zero. I don't know. I mean, I, I guess... Or Derek
1: White only playing 20 minutes and shooting four for six from the field. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I guess he had four fouls, but...
2: Yeah, I mean, I guess the idea is like Miami has a lot of those shooters with Gabe Vincent, Caleb Martin, Struess. Kind of, and the you twos. need somebody who can kind of chase him around. Yeah, but I don't know. It wasn't inspiring play by Pritchard. So,
0: what did you guys pick before the series, and how are you feeling now about that? So, Kyle, I believe you picked Heat Six, so you're probably feeling pretty good right now.
1: I do feel good. Uh, yeah.
0: Okay. I felt Seth, better before, <laughs> Yeah, it's allergy season. Yeah, it's, it is. Not it's bad. Uh, Seth, you pick Celtics in, in how many?
2: Six, I believe.
0: Okay. And I picked Celtics in seven. So I think we all probably feel reasonably good. Seth's probably the least yeah. good. But
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. I would like to just run it back. Go to a game seven and have Jimmy pull up for three for the game winner again. And we'll see if he makes this. <laughs>
1: see if he makes it. <laughs> Jimmy hit a late, late in the shot clock three with probably what was that under like two minute minutes? Left. Yeah, was it yeah. a minute left? Deep too. Like it, I don't even like, know if he wanted to take it.
2: It kind of like swirled around the rim, bounced up, and then back straight down, bounced off the rim again, and went in.
1: Um, man. yeah, that's how you knew. That's when you knew <laughs> for sure. Yeah, that was when it was game.
0: I mean, 35, 5, 7, and 6 steals is nothing to sneeze at, certainly.
1: No, he was massive. Like, the entire offense ran through him, I'm pretty sure, the entire fourth quarter, and all of the major defensive plays happened by him, essentially, (laughs) on the defensive end. Insane. He he just wants it, dude. The
2: other thing I should mention is that Al has continued his atrocious shooting in the playoffs. One for he was five one today. For five from three. He also had a really bad turnover towards the end, um, and just I don't know what happened to him after the regular season. If he just doesn't have his legs anymore, or what, but he's either gotta start making them or stop shooting them.
0: Yeah, when I wrote <laughs> when I wrote down this kind of series preview, I, I said Celtics in seven because. You know, the Heat are tough, and Spo is a genius, but in the end, Smart, Horford, White, Time Lord, and didn't just they have to be better than Gabe Vincent, Kevin Love, Struess, Lowry, though? and Robinson. And
1: for some reason, I don't understand. Like, even last series, I feel like Derek White was kind of limited in minutes. Yeah. No, I mean, joke?
0: I know they aren't better than them sometimes. I'm just saying they the thing is, me.
1: These are essentially, for the most part, the same – heat team that was here last year in the same spot uh, granted they didn't come in through the plan but mm-hmm. that i mean we know what the role players are capable of as shooters and while we might not have seen it all throughout this year on a consistent basis it's been consistent since the playoffs started and i think that's the scary part and that's one of the yeah. reasons that the heat right weren't a top team in the East for the regular season was it was hot and cold. And one player was on three of them were off for, for some nights. Right. And like, if you think about it, what the heat were top, uh what were they top five defense pre all-star break, but then all, after the all-star break, they did finish the year as a top 10 offense. So I mean, essentially what the postseason has shown us is they've taken the best version of themselves from the pre and post all-star break and had a baby. And this is who they are.
0: Can't disagree or can't agree more. Uh, it's, it's funny, right? Because it's almost the same heat team. And they came in as the one seed last year. And this year they're the eighth seed, which is almost as different
1: as you can get. I and mean, Kyle uh, Lowry this year does have two hamstrings, which is helpful.
0: I'm looking at the box score of game seven last year just to kind of see what was different, right? Mm-hmm. So last year they had P.J. Tugger, um, but he only played 17 minutes. They had Jimmy, P.J., Bam, Lowry, and Strews starting. And it felt like Lowry was more impactful than that, yet less impactful, if that makes any sense. Like this year he's has <laughs> off the bench, but He's I massive don't know. off the bench. And then Victor Oladipo played 33 minutes in game seven last year, and yeah, he just um... blew on his knee this year. I Gabe mean, this was
1: big for them defensively, I feel like last year, but yeah, I feel like they've been able to replace that somehow. With, with Martin a lot, right? Yeah. And then Martin's Gabe, really stepped up.
0: Yeah. Gabe Vincent only played 15 minutes. Obviously, he has a bigger role. And then Tyler Hero played seven because remember, he was still coming back from injury last year, too. Yeah. So you're right. It's like eerily similar, despite us thinking they were way worse of a team coming into this year. And yet, the odds coming into this series were the Celtics minus 500. I know. It was crazy. And then crazy. last year going into the yeah, last year going to the series, it was like almost even almost
1: off. even money. Right. I think the scariest thing for Celtics fans, especially Seth here, was the fact that after that game seven loss last year, Jimmy Butler is on record in the post game or post press conference saying next year we will have enough and we're going to be right back in the same situation and we're going to get it done. If there's any player in the league that's going to stew on that for an entire year (laughs) and actually do it, it's Jimmy Butler.
2: Which is pretty nuts. If you consider that they barely made the playoffs at all. And
1: (laughs) here here we are. I mean, Jimmy said, right, get me to the playoffs and I'll do the rest. He said, get us in the tournament.
0: He's acting like, this is
1: like, (laughs) I
0: don't know, like a preseason tournament, like the Maui Invitational. He's like, just get us in there. (laughs) We'll be fine. Remember when Jimmy also had, like, Rapunzel floor-length hair coming into the season just for yeah. his media picture? His picture is
1: still <laughs> like that on the Score app, and I hate it. I hate it. It looks so bad.
0: All right, so, yeah, it should be a good series. I think we're all sticking with our picks, I assume, um, and we're hoping – well, me and Kyle are hoping for a long series. Seth just hopes to hoping for the next four of the games.
1: I'm not hoping for it. If we can get it done in four games, I feel even better. <laughs> I would like precisely Celtics and seven. Um, it's time
0: to discuss who the Celtics beat to get here. Thank and you. that is I have my
2: victory lap already. Jesus. It there is time. I have
0: written down in my notes, the moratorium of the 76ers, AKA the roast of Kyle. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let me just, let me just start. And then you can have your, let's be honest. Your I your look bottle. like a
1: genius through, Five and a half games.
0: I couldn't say that you did.
1: Um, game seven. Couldn't say I didn't either.
0: Game seven. Uh, the Boston won in a landslide. Tatum had fifty-one points. I don't give a shit. Let's talk about the Sixers. A lot of Tatum's fifty-one was on Joel Embiid. Let's start with him. Uh, I feel like Tatum scored thirty points just on Embiid switches. Just roasting. He was looking like Jokic out there, except way worse. People say Jokic can't play defense. He was looking like Jokic if Jokic he was more Jokic just played great
1: defense this postseason. Go on.
0: Embiid was 5-for-18, 15-8-1 with four turnovers. His scoring average was down 10 points in the playoffs, the most ever for an MVP in league history. He consistently gets worse in the playoffs. This is not just this year. Four points worse in the playoffs for his career. And his assisted turnover ratio switches to negative in the playoffs. This man turns the ball over more than he assisted. Um, what's more, maybe he steps up to the podium and says, that's my fault, guys. I'll get better next year. No, he doesn't, actually. He throws everyone else under the bus. First, it was Ben Simmons uh, this year. The quote was taken a little out of context, but he did say everyone else has to step up, which he probably shouldn't have said. Um, Not my MVP. Seth, if you want to just start openly masturbating now, go ahead. But (laughs) I just
1: put the kids to bed. If you haven't yet,
2: please.
0: (laughs) I don't know, man, Seth, it was very disappointing. And this is kind of the first time that I've thought maybe he doesn't have what it takes to get it, to get to the finals.
2: Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, I've never been an Embiid fan, and I'm certainly not a Sixers fan. So I think all of this kind of played out. I mean, obviously I was hoping it wouldn't go to seven games, but I was not surprised that Embiid and Harden, who admittedly had a different set of expectations and was the whole reason that the Sixers made it to game seven anyways. You know, we can come come back to him, but I wasn't surprised that both of them wilted when it mattered the most, and yeah, it's a wild thing to say about an MVP of the league, but it really feels like he can't you you can't win a championship when MB is your best player at this point. I mean, they haven't even made it to the conference finals, and he's been playing at this level for the last whatever four or five years.
0: He's the only MVP never to make it out of the second round.
2: Yeah, um, and I, I mentioned this offline, but Bill Simmons, who we often talk about on here, had uh, Mike Lombardi. I think it was on his podcast, and he talked. And he's a big Sixers fan, and he talked at length about how bad the Sixers culture is, and how the process was just enabling players to have bad habits because they didn't care if they won or lost. And the same is true with Embiid, where he comes in, his conditioning is never great. He mm-hmm. always gets tired. He always gets winded in playoff games. Uh, they let their players do whatever they want. They, oh, you want to sit a game for load management? Sure, go ahead. And it just creates this environment where they don't have that
0: <clears throat> uh,
2: that fire in them. I feel like it's the opposite of heat culture over there. It's Sixers culture where... They're not one team. They throw each other under the bus. They don't work as hard as they need to. Mm-hmm. They don't rise to the challenge when they absolutely need to, which really makes me interested because Kyle cheers for both teams. I mean, I know mm-hmm. he really only is cheering for six years because of Harden, but mm-hmm. the culture does seem like opposites to me. Um,
0: well, I also think, like, I've heard that take take about the process before. Um, I think the part you said about low management is a little overblown. I mean, every team lets their players take off a game for low management. I don't think that's really true, but, um, and it's, and it's interesting, right? It's a little, it's like nature versus nurture. Would Embiid have turned out to be this type of culture setter where he's always defecting blame if he was on another team or is it, um, how the Sixers culture was during the process? And it's probably a little both, right?
2: Yeah. I think
0: even if Jokic came in during the process. He would be the same person he always is, and he would be calling, you know, James Harden the best player in the team, like he does with Jamal Murray or whatever, and empowering his teammates. Yeah. Um so yeah, I think it's a little both. Kyle, what before we get your boy Harden, what what are your thoughts on on just how Embiid has been disappointing in the playoffs so far in his career?
1: He's just soft, man. <laughs> I can't argue I mean, with it. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you had an injury, you probably came back early, but like you're still going to play, right? You're going to play through it. So you can't use it as as an excuse. And I guess he really didn't too much, but I don't think it should be seen as, you know, or used as an excuse, right? Mm -hmm. In the biggest moment uh, of the season, of his career, really, even starting in the fourth quarter of game six, where the entire team didn't score for over six minutes to end the game. And he didn't touch the ball. He didn't mm-hmm. touch the ball, right? Is that necessarily his fault? Not one hundred percent. Everyone was he fault, demanding right? for the ball though? Not really. Right. Was Doc calling timeouts to say get Joel the ball? No. Oh, we'll get to Doc. I mean, it's just such such an insane, absolute collapse and failure to have a you know have be one game away from making your first. Conference Finals, and just completely choking.
2: What What surprised me in too two games was that you know you think back a couple of years ago, everyone made a big deal about Embiid crying on the court
1: mm-hmm. after he
2: lost, and it was like, wow, was he it really the Kawhi shot. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it was like, wow, he really does care. He wants to win. That was like a devastating loss, and then you saw him like get emotional when he got the MVP trophy this mm-hmm. year and then when they lost in game seven and he got embarrassed he was out there like hugging jason tatum joking and laughing mm-hmm. and i was like what does this guy care about like right it's legitimately seemed like he cared more about winning mvp than he did about if the team advanced to the conference finals
0: yeah and to be fair like i i think what i said was too strong i i like he can obviously still make the finals. Like he's one of the best players in the league. And his team wasn't as best good as the regular
1: Celtics. season players in the league.
0: <laughs> and his team wasn't as good as the Celtics. They weren't favored to win. So like I'm shitting on him, but they
2: they were supposed to lose the series. But well, and if they had lost the series and Embiid averaged 30, 15, right. and 5 we wouldn't be shitting on him. Probably. Right. It's like they was there
0: for the taking.
2: Yeah. You know? And he never grabs it. Um,
0: let's talk about James Harden. Uh, let me, let me give him some credit first. Okay. He single-handedly won them two of the games in the series. All right.
1: They would have been swept if it wasn't for James Harden. (laughs) Yeah.
0: He literally scored 40 points and had a game winner in two separate games. Okay. That was awesome. I honestly did not think he had that in him anymore at this late stage of his career. However, he was three for 11 in game seven with five turnovers now I will say that's one better than his usual two for 11 in elimination games. So he is improving. Um, in the end, it's just the same old thing. Um, he wouldn't even look at the rim really in the game. And I get it. Like, so the Celtics were basically begging him to drive and he drove and he had the early kickout. Cause he didn't even look at the rim. At one point he threw the ball into the second row of the stands and then flopped as if someone was going to give him something for that. Um, and it, I'm just sick of when Harden and Embiid get punched in the mouth, they get down, they just walk up and down the court on defense and offense. Just walk, just mope, oh hum. And I really, like I said, he single-handedly won two games, but he had no points in the fourth quarter in games five, six, or seven. Ben Simmons had more points than him in his last three playoff games as a sixer. (laughs) in the fourth quarter.
1: Okay, I was going to say I, was, I don't think he had more It's 1-0 to zero,
0: I believe. But still. <laughs> so, bad. Oh, man. so, I don't know. I Kyle, you know, I thought this was a good chance for Harden on this team to finally break through because NB was the best player he's ever played with. You know, obviously, I mean, he won the MVP this year. So, obviously, well, he he's really with good Kevin
2: Durant, but Yeah, okay, that's true. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's a great
2: point. I almost forgot <laughs> about the whole the thing. It was like a fever years. dream.
0: The next thing they were never like well, healthy at the yeah. same time.
2: And OKC, he played with Kevin too.
0: Well, that was, I mean, six man. You know, he wasn't even starting at that point. But yeah, I mean, you would think if if you have a healthy heart and a bead this was one of his best chances. But. You know, his his MVP didn't play an MVP and he wilted in the in a game seven like he is he's want to do, Kyle.
1: I mean, it's the worst part is like it's just so maddening because obviously, as you mentioned, right, the only reason they were really there in the first place was because Harden essentially single handedly won them two games. So it's like, where is that at? You have it. Mm-hmm. You don't even need to have a hundred percent of it. Right. Just play where decent. is any of it? Yeah. <laughs> like, why can't you have, can it, he have just
0: like a 20 20.7 assist game?
1: Right. And I mean, those driving kicks, he was finding like the, the, the role players were wide open. Wide open. <laughs> the entire third quarter, it was legit. There was probably no Boston defender within. I don't know, eight to ten feet from any of those three-point shots and they yeah. would not make a single one.
0: But like when that's happening, at some point you got to challenge someone at the rim, you know?
1: Yeah, and I know he I mean, he tried a couple times earlier, I think, in the game and he didn't get the foul calls he was expecting Yeah, and I feel like once that happened, it was just like alright, I'm not going to get these calls I'm just not going to put my body on the line for it Shit happens
0: Seth I, have, uh, at
1: home.
0: Seth, I have good authority that he was clubbing and had a celebration party the next day. Does that sit right with you? <laughs> hey, season's over, you know? Enjoy your time with friends and family, I guess.
2: I mean, I think it kind of goes back to what we talked about with Embiid. Like, what does Harden care about the most?
1: Right. And... I mean, at this I point think, in his career, though, it's like if you don't care about championships, why are you even playing? Just retire. Yeah. I but mean, well, it doesn't yeah, seem he's like done he everything else what needs to happen
2: to win a championship. And maybe it's not like
1: he made his some good defensive plays throughout the series, too. Plays bad in big spots. Yeah. <laughs> so he
2: did. Uh, I mean, yeah. he he was the biggest, like, up and down. The highs were incredibly high and the lows were incredibly low in the series. I mean, and if it was, I, I guess I don't totally take issue with like the like clubbing and partying if I thought it didn't affect his play. But mm-hmm. it seems like it maybe does. And. <clears throat> That just, to me, he doesn't quite have his priorities straight for the type of player that I like to cheer for. Um, Let me ask you this, though.
0: Maybe that's fine. Maybe we just have to accept him for who he is. Maybe Harden is really, really happy. Like, he feels he has a full life. He has tons of friends and family that he hangs out with all the time, often it's in club situations. (laughs) And he gets to play basketball for a living. And he's not that interested in winning championships. I mean, Bill Russell is probably not that happy of a guy, to be honest. Because he was obsessed with winning. Yeah, of course, ripped to the homie. But he was notoriously cantankerous, and all he was obsessed with was winning. So who are we to say, how do you live your life, huh?
2: And I... Am I a hardened guy now? (laughs) I mean, I certainly don't think we should, like, look down on him as a human being, if that's his priorities. But I just happen to have you been looking
1: down on him as a human being? I just happen to. I thought
2: this was all related to basketball. No, 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 this is personal. (laughs) And yeah, I mean, the types of players I like are the ones who contribute to winning championships and like Tatum and Jalen
1: Brown. And well, I like Celtics players (laughs) because I'm a Celtics fan.
0: Hey, Jason Tatum, isn't he? Better than Howard will ever be at this point. I mean, he had 51 in a game seven.
2: Most points in game seven ever in history. So if we're judging solely based on
1: that, he's the greatest player <laughs> of all time. Yeah. Cool. I was just mentioning, you know, the championship uh, whatever. I <laughs> well, mean, we all love Jokic
0: and he hasn't won yet.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of players that haven't won. there's
0: Can we talk about Doc real quick? Yeah. Well, he's fired. Good. Um, and
1: goodbye and good riddance.
0: Like he's lost ten game sevens in his career. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you come into a game seven, or even you have a team of three two, and on the team are Harden and Embiid, and the coach of the team is Doc Rivers. I'm not sure why we didn't put all three of our mortgages and pull them together on the Celtics. <laughs> some of the series. I mean, we knew what was going to happen. Um, but you know. Doc seems to be one of those players. He's good at getting veterans to buy in. He's good at getting a lot of regular season wins, and seems to, for whatever reason, his team seemed to give up
2: series leads. Yeah, I don't really know why. Um, I do feel like he's been riding on the coattails of the 2008 championship for a long time, and I wonder, like, if that had never happened, like, would we think of him? as a good coach at all, would he have even even ever gotten the Sixers head coaching job? Probably not. It was surprising to me that he had been there only three years. It feels like he's been there like five or six, but, Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, I mean, I don't know if it's just a lack of adjustments or if it's just he's cursed a combination of everything and and plus those two star players but definitely seems like the Sixers need to mix something up and as is usually the case the coach is a easy scapegoat so
1: uh I, I, I imagine... don't think you could call him a a scapegoat when that. he has a track record of this happening
2: <laughs> what I, I will mention that Doc Rivers, is, is... I don't know that even if they have a different coach and they run it back with the same team, that's going to make a huge
1: difference. I bet it does. There's adjustments that get made if you have a coach that, you know, is willing to to make adjustments, at least in game.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, I, I think I saw the other day, too, in terms of motion, the, the Sixers ran the least amount of motion in, in the league. <laughs> like, there was just nothing. So, like, maybe try and switch it up, try and implement, you know, some type of motion where it's not just solely every single possession, a pick and roll with two players. And one of those players being an MVP that can't pass out of a double team.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and I think part of that is the players who I wonder if Harden and Bede aren't really conducive to a motion offense and not interested in playing that.
1: I think James Harden said he wasn't going to be back here if Doc was the head coach.
0: Yeah, that's the other part, too. Harden also hated Doc. I I just wanted to mention that Doc is fourth all-time in playoff wins. (laughs) And first all time in game seven losses. He's fourth all time in playoff wins behind when, Phil Jackson. When you Cabrera, take when pop. you take
1: every series to a game seven, you're gonna rack up the wins. <laughs> well, and he's been a coach for good teams for a long time. And his yeah. teams
2: usually have high seeds in the playoffs. So he usually wins at least the first round, right? Yeah. And then it's after that where he tends to struggle. But he's a floor raiser.
1: Yeah, I mean I don't know where he's going to go. I'm sure he'll get another job. I'm sure they'll underperform in the playoffs when we'll be back here. I mean, time is a flat circle, as they say, right? So. Couldn't have said it better myself. Before we move on, I know we've been on this for a while. This has nothing to do with the Sixers, but news has just broke at least five hours ago, and probably actually earlier, but I don't follow Boston that much. Did you guys know that Joe Missoula watches Ben Affleck's acclaimed movie, The Town, Four times a week, and he credits the mindset from the movie for helping Boston's success. I don't know four that. times, four times per week. I guess he quotes the movie rather constantly in the locker room. The players he's addicted to the movie. <laughs> it's just chewing gum for him. I was gonna
0: say he quit chewing gum. <laughs>
2: <laughs> wow. I'll send you the article so you can read it. I saw it once. It was pretty
0: good. Don't think I watch it four times a week, though. No, no. <laughs> All right. Let's move to the West. Lakers and Nuggets are in the conference finals against each other. Game one was wild. Uh, the Nuggets pull it out 132-126. Jokic with 34-21-14. Oh hum just another day at the office. Just quadruple what Joel Embiid had in game seven. Yeah, uh, just, he also on 70, 188 shooting. It's pretty good <laughs> when all three numbers are over 70. Um, and it, at points during the game. It felt like he was going to actually get 50, 30, and 20. But he I think
1: settled
0: he for it. <laughs> he settled for he 30, 21. Yeah. Um, Still
1: got in the third.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Dude, how about that? How about that three at the end of the at the buzzer, too? Where AD just had to laugh at him. Yeah, it yeah. was nice. But AD himself had 40 and 10 and five stocks. I mean, that matchup, huh? That matchup is everything we hoped it could be coming to the series. Those two heavyweights at center. It's going to be fun watching them all series, right? Right, Seth? I mean, it's it was incredible.
2: Yeah, we're just hoping that everybody will stay healthy and Davis will be able to have, you know, the type of series that he's capable of. But yeah, Jokic really showed how dominant of a player he is, and the Nuggets were able to build just enough of a lead to survive the Lakers' rally in the fourth, uh, and yeah. and a little bit of stymied offense once the Lakers switched Rui onto Jokic, which is mm-hmm. an interesting wrinkle that you can't imagine will be sustainable or will stay like that, you know, for the rest of the series. But yeah, it was, it worked for a little while, at least. Yeah. For the Lakers.
0: Kyle, they had Rui on Jokic and, and Anthony Davis on Aaron Gordon down the stretch so that Davis could help kind of like Time Lord does in the Celtics with Algar- right. and the, the five. But you got to think Jokic is going to exploit that if they try that next game and just finish over Rui quickly before the double comes or, you know, find an open
1: cutter because. Yeah. I mean, he, Jokic he... is too good. Yeah, and he tried to get a couple passes down low to Aaron Gordon, Gordon. too, when when AD did step up. And with the lead that they had at halftime, I can only assume that Aaron Gordon was hands deep in a couple buckets of popcorn, so he just missed (laughs) those passes. But um, I think he'll be ready for them next game.
0: Yeah, and I think they'll probably move Aaron more out to the three-point line if they do that, so that AD is out more at the perimeter and then other cutters can come in and they won't have anyone at the rim. I mean, that that's, so that's not going to work man. It's basically what I'm saying. Um, What was working will continue to work is anytime LeBron gets a smaller player on him, instant offense for the Lakers, Jamal Murray, KCP. He's not even seeing these guys. He takes them down under the rim and holds office hours and then finds an open three or, or finishes over them. So I think they'll probably continue. It's interesting too, because. This is the best defense against the best offense, right? Basically, Seth. I mean, we got the we got the Nuggets who are always finding a good shot, and the Lakers is the number one playoff defense. And I would I would go offense these days in this NBA. I think a better offense is going to be a better defense every time. And we kind of saw that in this game.
2: Yeah, I mean, obviously I'm biased, so I'm always gonna pick against the Lakers. Uh, but I do think overall most NBA fans not on this podcast were underrating the Nuggets uh, to a good extent this playoffs because they kind of coasted at the end of the regular season, but mm-hmm. they've really been the most consistent team in the playoffs and probably the best team overall. And they're in the number one seed. So I think they should be a heavier favorite than they are, even though they are facing off against LeBron.
0: Kyle, you ended up picking the Nuggets as well, correct? Even though you you hemmed in hot and ended up having your child pick?
1: That's correct. She knew where my <laughs> heart lied, though. Yes. Um, of course. So, yeah, I mean, it, it, I feel like, right, I think we saw it in the first game. I think both teams have answers for each other. Um, obviously, LeBron is one of the greatest of all time to do it and can dissect what the defense gives him on any single play and direct the rest of his teammates around him to be in correct positions to make plays. Um, But ultimately, Jokic is the greatest player that plays in the NBA. I don't want to hear any of the Jokic stuff, or Jokic, the Giannis stuff. Man choked when it mattered. Jokic hasn't ever in his career, to my knowledge. Uh, Jamal Murray is, seems to be fully back. I, I, we've been saying it since earlier on this year, but the playoffs he's been hot too. Michael Porter jr. Hitting shots is a great sign. Um, and then the lack of depth that we were worried about with Denver, I feel like isn't as worrisome as it was before the playoffs started since those players coming off the bench. Are performing very well, mm-hmm. like beyond what was expected. Obviously,
0: <laughs> it was fun- when you were talking, Kyle. It was funny about about how LeBron just dissects a the defense. They were they asked KCP because he's played for both teams. What's the difference between LeBron and Jogic? And he was like, the only difference is LeBron can jump. I was like, could he be right? Actually, <laughs> they're both just big floor generals. One of them can just jump. Um, yeah, and it'll be interesting to see how much LeBron has really been picking his spots in these playoffs. He's quite the chess master at this advanced stage. You know, he can't do it for full quarters straight, but yeah, he's gotten them through two playoff rounds by just kind of picking his spots and knowing when he he needs to really turn it on. So we'll see if he can get away with it in this series. Um, I picked the Nuggets in six, so I'm still feeling pretty confident in that. Kyle, I believe you picked them in seven, correct?
1: I did pick them in seven, yes, just because, once again, I was not sure who was going to win. So I said my kid picked one team, and I'm just going to say seven games, so that way I don't feel bad, whoever it is.
0: (laughs) I love that. And, Seth, would you pick Nuggets in six as well?
1: Yeah, I think so, yeah.
0: So we're all feeling pretty good then. Um, We all expect it to be a long series. So I'm hoping both of these conference finals just go seven. Just give it to me straight in my veins, baby. Um, we should do a moratorium for one team that lost not as long as our sixes moratorium, which we could have gone two hours if, the, mm-hmm. <laughs> if we were allowed to, um, I just want to quickly do the warriors moratorium here. Um, I guess it turns out if one of your players punches another one that does affect you and sometimes you don't make the finals. Mm-hmm. um, did you see Draymond himself was like, you know, I think we would have we would have still been here if I if I we have still been in the playoffs if I didn't punch pool. Like, okay, well,
1: guess you shouldn't have done that then. Um I mean, the worst part that we don't talk about, I feel like, with that whole situation, or at least if there have been talks about it, it's been repressed repressed very well, is the fact that there was no, I mean, Draymond didn't have any type of um, suspension or anything yeah there there was no repercussions from what he did I feel like
0: did he not get suspended at all well it was before I don't know the either. season so right I don't yeah know.
1: so he might have been suspended from team activities before mm-hmm. yeah he did like he started but like
0: yeah.
1: what kind of yeah. tone does that really set with and that's one of the things I think I, I read right was this year, especially after that situation happened, it was kind of the old guard versus the new guard, as they were calling it—the yeah. the young guys versus the ones that have been there. And especially with Draymond, it just really feels like he's like it. It makes me think about like in high school when you have the the seniors that just act like you know they could do no wrong, and it doesn't matter what they do, but the freshmen are nervous to do something because they don't know what's going to happen. I feel like he just really like embraces knowing that, Hey, I could do whatever the hell I want. Refs aren't going to care. My coach isn't going to care. Front office isn't going to care. So I'm just going to do whatever the hell I want.
0: Yeah. And it seems like all the older peers kind of like low key don't like pool. So like I, everyone seems to get frustrated by him. So I feel like, that if there's one change I would bet on it would be that Poole is moving on from the team his off-season. contract
1: is tough though it is but what
0: who says the no, thing is, Aiden though, is
1: well? like I really think that in a new situation Jordan Poole could really flourish too
0: I don't think he's very good at I don't think he's good
1: defensively, but I think he could have he could be really nice on the offensive end for a team I
0: just feel like he's gonna top out as like a Jordan Clarkson uh Jamal Crawford type.
1: I mean, really Nothing wrong with that with that, though.
0: <laughs> yeah. Jordan, Clark, um,
1: massive this year, too.
0: Hey, he's a he's a um, fighting big honey. Um, so what, what do you guys think is going to happen? You think you think Poole gets traded? Do You think more extreme measures are taken? Perhaps Draymond's gone. Uh, Seth, what do you think? A lot of it's going to depend on Bob Myers, and GM is back, too. Right. Because he has a relationship with Draymond.
2: I'll tell you what I'd like this, what I'd like to happen. They trade Jaymon, Draymond and Poole together to the same team. Make that team deal with their relationship.
0: <laughs> Maybe the Sixers. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Perfect culture guy for the Sixers. <laughs> yeah, I think the most likely scenario is probably Poole getting traded and then them trying to you know, get something of value for Poole um, and then running it back with basically the same squad hoping that Moody or Kaminga take some steps forward so I mean whenever you have Steph Curry you have some chance Mm -hmm. so I think you have to like do what you can to be good obviously Kyle and I would like them to just kick Draymond to the curb but Mm -hmm. he's been just such a part of their core this whole time I'm not sure if they're quite ready to pull that trigger yet
1: I wonder if they also try to trade Kaminga, too, so they can give Well, Kaminga, I, I just saw a report, right, that essentially he's saying that if he's not guaranteed a bigger role next year, then he's requesting a trade.
0: Mm, yeah, it feels like another move they'll probably make.
1: I, I think, feel like he was, he was good. What was yeah. that, all-star break, when he, he made it into – I think he was starting for, for a while.
2: Yeah, I don't think Kerr trusts him.
1: Who yeah. the hell does Kurt trust, though, besides the worst player in the league and Steph Curry and Klay Thompson who can't shoot, so... Sean Livingston still, probably.
0: Clay <laughs> was definitely disappointing down the stretch, for sure. Well, at least Warriors fans know how it is to lose in the playoffs now before the finals. yeah, so, I mean, They either I miss, miss the, the playoffs play, so. or they make the finals. It's been their way. <laughs> uh... Yeah. Quickly, if we want to talk about the Suns real quick, um, Monty Williams gone. I should think Aiden is gone, seeing as everyone on the team hates him and his own coach won't even talk to him in the offseason. So,
2: where do y- y'all stand on? Is he like a change of scenery guy? No, well, uh, what does that mean? Just like he could do better with the, on a different team. Or I, I think Eden so. Just kind of. I mean, he.
1: It's not like he was even bad. <laughs> he was what? He was a double. He averaged double double. What like eighteen and ten or something? The, I, I just don't, don't, know. don't think he yeah. was happy being right like, the third fourth option. Yeah. And I think he could, you know, realistically be a second option if it's with a team that, you know, who has a superstar point guard, and then the rest of the role players are yeah. fine with being role players. I, I mean, I think the Suns
2: should try to trade him and get depth, which normally like, I'd you agree. don't like losing the best player in the trade, but they just have no depth. If they could trade him for like, you know, Clint Capella and Bogdan Bogdanovich, I mean, they wouldn't do that. That's probably too much, but something like that where it's just a rim running center and like some three and D guys, I think that would be beneficial. for. Why players. don't they just trade
0: Aiden and CP3 for O.J. and O.B. and Fred Van
2: Toronto said no to that, I would assume.
1: Yeah, why would Toronto ever do that?
0: Other things are in there, you know, picks and stuff.
1: What picks do they, they have? They don't have any picks left. <laughs> they traded over Kevin true. Durant.
0: That's the problem. They are in kind of a tough spot. They don't have a lot of assets left. Um, but if you have KD and Booker, I feel like you got a shot. So, yeah. That's all that really matters. Um, should we quickly touch on the draft lottery? The Spurs. They got Wemby, baby. This is incredible.
2: The From Spurs the to Timmy D to <laughs> Wemby.
0: Incredible. They've tanked three times. They've gotten the a great center prospect each time, two of them generationally. So um if you
2: if you ask the Spurs, like so what's your philosophy on, on making championship teams? You're like, All you got to do is tank. It works every time. It's easy, guys. <laughs> you just lose one
0: season and you get the best prospect <laughs> in the last 20 years. Um, so Pop's got to stay for like 15 more years now, right? I mean.
2: Easily, <laughs> yeah. He'll just stay till he kills over, I think.
0: This is a great landing spot, too, for Wemby, right, Kyle? I mean, we couldn't ask him to go to better culture than this.
1: Honestly, no. And I mean, it's just so strange too that, like, when you think about French players in the NBA, honestly, I don't even really think about Gobert because fuck him. I think you don't think about Gobert. You think about him all the time. You hate him. No, never. Um, (laughs) You just think back to the 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 big Frenchman of the Spurs, Boris Diaw, of course. Tony Parker? That's the first one I think of. That
0: was the first one you thought of. What about Tony Parker? Yeah, obviously Tony Parker. Story.
1: I don't, uh, I don't get it. Pub.
2: I was still thinking about Gobert. I think of Killian Hayes, personally. But... <laughs> Is he French? Uh,
0: mm-hmm. Deeply. Killian Hayes, yeah. Um, I would also mention, it's interesting.
2: Frank Milakina grabs. Frankie Smokes? Yeah.
0: I've always sneaky liked him. Yeah, Not as a basketball Caleb player. Uh, just real quick through the Hornets got two and the Blazers got three, and it's going to be interesting to see who takes Scoot Henderson since both teams have a point guard, although it's been already reported that the Blazers are going to trade the third pick, which I really just don't understand
2: at all, unless they're getting a, like a true star. Yeah. It's all like, going to be dependent on what they get back for it. I mean, Like, the Bulls would trade DeMar DeRozan for the third pick, I would assume. Where
0: well, are you going with DeMar DeRozan and Damian Lillard? Nowhere. The problem is Damian Lillard, they're acting like Damian Lillard's like LeBron James, but he's not even that good.
2: He is extremely good, but he's not LeBron James.
0: He's like the 15th best player in the league, so why am I trading the third number three pick to get a win now player for him? He's not 43. He's like
2: 33. Is he even thirty well, three? He was. He was forty three. I hope they're not trading anybody. <laughs> How old is David Lillard?
1: I think thirty thirty three. He's thirty two right? years old. Why not, years. not just draft? And he Brandon just came Miller. off the best shooting year of his career, arguably. So Don't say yeah, shooting, would...
0: rather I say Brandon Miller.
1: He's a perfect culture fit for the Hornets, though.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's tough, dude. Can the Hornets really take Miles? Have Miles Bridges and Brandon Miller? MJ can't
2: sell that team fast enough. Yeah, honestly. Uh, I don't know what to make of the whole Brandon Miller situation or like how teams are evaluating that.
0: Yeah, it's hard to know exactly what he did, I guess. Um, Also, isn't it kind of funny that the Pistons won 17 games and they got the number five pick overall?
2: That's a tough one. But, I mean, they just won the lottery, so. Yeah, Yeah, but not so bad for them. I guess so.
1: They're not good though. Since they changed the uh lottery format, the team with the worst record has still yet to win the first pick. Seems mm-hmm. to be working.
0: Although I wonder sometimes if it just incentivizes more teams to tank because like, Right, it does. Like because <laughs> the bla- were the Blazers tank teams on the, the, the cusps cusp. Right. I feel like the Blazers wouldn't have normally tanked if they didn't have higher odds, more flattened odds to get Wemby this year.
1: Mm-hmm. I, they mainly tanked, though, because they weren't going to make the playoffs in the first place, right?
0: I don't or know. It's pretty like embarrassing how playoff, everyone, playoffs. Yeah. I mean, they still had an like, outside shot to make the play in, right? Right. It's kind of embarrassing how the last two years they've had to tank the last 15 games of the season because Damon Lillard can't even get them to a play in game. <laughs> but the one thing. It- He's not good.
2: The one thing at least you can't say he's the fifteenth best player in the league, and then also say he's not good, as if there's only fourteen good players. I just think he's overrated.
0: I'm not a Dame guy, man.
2: I think he's. I feel like you've
1: changed over the years. I feel like you.
0: you People change. Not Damian Lillard though. He can't get it done.
1: Should we just bucket him (laughs) with James Harden?
2: Four walk-off game-winning shots. He's way worse than James Harden. Thanks. (laughs) Right now? No, not right now. You mean like Although, the totality of his career?
0: <laughs> maybe both. No, that was out of pocket. I'm just on one right now. Yeah. Just looking. I'm at his face is up on my screen. Damien Lamonte, Ali Lillard Sr. Come on, get it, get out. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's
2: too Tim, many names. You just get in these moves sometimes. I don't I know you don't mean what you're saying. Thank
0: you. Go Jaguars this year though. <laughs> All right. I think that's probably
2: about it, huh? Yeah, I I could have said that ten minutes ago.
1: Kyle, is Seth's that a bandana got a,
0: around your yeah. neck, or are you
1: just having it's to? A, it's kerchief season.
0: It's kerchief season, and no one told yeah. me.
1: Right, I think Seth's gonna go watch the town two times before he goes to bed tonight, <laughs> just to get ready for the next game. We'll Only twice.
0: He's not up to his weekly four yet. So, all right. Well, we'll see you all in three weeks, I suppose. Probably have to next time we check in, and it'll be about the start of the finals, maybe.
1: I was gonna say why three weeks? We usually do every other week, but unless you're waiting until <laughs> the finals are set and we're gonna do something before then, yeah, probably.
0: God, I would love to see Loka- Jokic lift the Larry O'Brien this year.
1: I, it's an interesting playoffs because I'd love to see him lift Jamal Murray like that scene from Dirty Dancing.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that <would be> nice.
1: <laughs> There's a lot of scenarios that
2: are. Going to be fun. A lot that could be devastating for me personally, and one scenario that would be elating. So we'll see what happens.
0: One would be really devastating. You make the finals and you lose the Lakers. Exactly. Would we ever see him again, or will we? Who would he go on like a kind of a a little one-way ticket to Thailand, like Cliff Kingsbury?
2: (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, okay, if we make it to the finals, would I rather play the Lakers because it'd be more satisfying to beat them? Or play Denver, because then if we lose, it won't be as devastating, you know?
0: Yeah, high risk, high reward. Yeah. Anywho. Well, you go ahead and do those mental gymnastics over the next two weeks. <laughs> you know I will. <laughs> Kyle, send out the listeners with something to wet their whistles.
1: You really caught me off guard here, and I wasn't expecting this. I thought you're wearing a handkerchief. You. Like, no. How could you be caught off guard? He asked you to do this. I caught time. you off guard. Not every time. It's once every couple times, and I really thought we were winding down <laughs> to a place where um, it wasn't necessarily. Okay, here we go. Uh, hey, hey, it's time for the letter of the day. Mm. The letter of the day. The day. Mm. Time for the letter of the day. Mm. The letter of the day today. A. That's a, uh, it's been stuck in my head all night. It's from Sesame Street.